us. Welcome to West Virginia Commonplace. Today, I have a special guest. His name is Justin. And Justin, help me out with your last name. McAleese. McAleese. Justin is a producer. Justin mm-hmm. has a podcast. Justin is doing a lot of things. So I'm going to let him introduce himself to the audience. Uh, you tell us about yourself, and then we'll go on from there. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? I'm a filmmaker here in Fresno, California. I have been a filmmaker for about 20 years, graduated Fresno State, um, somewhere around 2001 from film school-ish. And uh, I've been making movies for a while, doing commercials, TV shows, music videos, stuff like that. So my latest movie, Brick Madness, is coming out pre-sales this month. And uh, all, all over the place next month. So that's what we're here to talk about, I think. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So Brick Madness, where did you come up with this idea? Uh, we were, I, I've always liked uh, mockumentaries. I love comedy. I love, I, I definitely used to play Lego a lot when I was a kid. So we were on the set of another movie and we we sort of felt like it was taking too long. And we're like, hey man, we should shoot our own movie. As soon as this movie's over, we should go do this other thing. And uh, so that was part of the idea. And you know, we were like, we'll just do it quick. It'll be fun. It'll be improvisational. We'll just like shoot it on the spot with the crew. Doesn't matter. And um, we'll be done in like a month. You'll see. And uh, 11 years later, here we are. All right. So that, that sounds like that's a labor of love right there. 11 years. Uh, if you don't mind, could you give us a brief description of the struggle, the trials and tribulations to get from, where, from one point to 11 years? How does it happen in filmmaking? Because you have to understand my audience, you know, like I said, uh, it's a very vast amount of people that listen to this podcast and they come from different arrays of fields. But filmmaking, that's something that's totally, you know, a whole different spectrum. It's not like book writing. Not everybody can put out a film, you know. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a team sport. That's one thing for sure. Um, so, uh, you know, at times I was definitely waiting on on the rest of the team or actors or or locations or whatever it is. So we shot over the course of a few years, probably like six years. But honestly, I shot I, I put something in it about two months ago, a month ago. So um, w- since uh, 2010, all the way up until 2020, we were shooting little bits and pieces. But the majority of it happened over the course of like two years and over the course of maybe 12 days of shooting or somewhere in there. So that was most of the movie, but you know, post-production takes a long time. Editing takes forever. We had to create a whole world. Yeah. So there's this whole backstory, this whole universe that we created. I mean, as much as I could um, on my computer going in and making up stuff. So, you know, it, it took me a while to make up this sort of fictitious thing happening. So, you know, I was, I'm sort of a stickler for details. And so I'm going back and I'm pulling up ESPN sort of screenshots from the the day that something would have happened within one of these stories. And I'm going and I'm changing all this stuff so that it's no longer ESPN, but still that it still makes sense and putting that in there. So that's only in the, in the movie for a second. But, you know, it was important to me to to do things realistically and have them play out in how the real world actually was with this fictitious company called Bricks. So in our world, there's no Lego, it's called Bricks, B-R-I-X. And so it was important to me to have that make sense and and to for everything to pan out back through the history of these characters, through the history of what this, um, what this toy was, 
and this this build these building blocks and for all that to really instruct the rest of the story that was important so basically it was my fault that's why it took so damn long okay okay that's good to hear all that one that that it was you know you instead of just like production people not doing what they're supposed to now here here's the thing you know on west virginia commonplace like you're the first uh filmmaker that we've had on here so i have lots of different questions so without giving away the movie could you tell us about the main character and give us just a hint of the plot not all of it because we want people to go see your movie we want people to buy your movie and then we're going to get you to flip around and tell us where this movie will be available because you got to understand i'm in west virginia so i'm all the way you're west coast i haven't been to california since i filmed judge judy so you know (laughs) uh could you tell us a little bit about a few characters and then we'll go from there yeah, absolutely. So it is an ensemble cast, you would call it. So it's a number of different people. There's not a main character, but there's like three or four main characters. And then there's uh, my brother and I, we're also sort of main characters. But um, anyway, the the main people you would say is uh, Ricky Six. So you got Ricky Six. He's super cocky, arrogant, thinks he's just the world revolves around him. But it, it, in my mind, that's really funny because, you know, all he does is he goes and wins bricks tournaments. Like no one gives a shit about that. That's like not a thing that anyone <laughs> would care about in real life, but to him, he's like a rock star. So you got Ricky six, uh, six meaning he's won six times and he changed, he literally goes and changes his name, spends the money. His, his actual legal name in this world is Ricky six. So he's about to be Ricky seven. He's, he's real excited about that. And then you got to get, I named Seth, Paxson and he's sort of our uh he's our hero within the movie we want him to win he's a he's got a charity he's down to earth dude he's just trying to make it in this in this um this uh competition that he doesn't understand all the way because he's he's the first time but he's an architect he's a good dude and then you have uh his his mentor max grand low max grand dominion and he he got kicked out of bricks and we sort of slowly understand why and, and how like sort of sad that was and terrible it was within this little microcosm, this little world that they got of these people uh, competing in this, you know, sort of goofy thing competition around Lego. So that's, that's sort of where it starts. So those are the three main players. And like I said, I I'd show up on screen a few times and, uh, and, and mess the place up. But um, yeah, that, that's most of it. That's a lot of it. And then we got some, some other great characters too, but. So inside my read, I read about a character named Cedric Donovan. Yeah, Cedric Donovan. I yeah, I mean you can't forget him. He's the filmmaker. So okay, that's the one that caught me. Yeah, if you think about um, some other movies in the past, maybe Spinal Tap, the Rob Reiner character, or you think about how um, uh, Michael Moore might appear in his movies. I'm not a super fan of him, but you you understand how like he's in it. He's telling the story. It's it's from his point of view. So our version of that is Cedric Donovan played by uh, one of my best friends, Robin Stefan. And he, he's trying to, he got sort of thrown into this thing. He didn't really want to do this movie, um, the, the character, and he doesn't give a damn about bricks. And so it, it's sort of slowly evolving him understanding who these people are, that they're not just a bunch of nerds with little kid toys, you know, getting the idea behind what's there and that it's their own sort of art form. And so he sort of comes around and it's a really interesting to see his character develop as it goes along into really getting what these people get out of it. Okay. Now let me ask you a question um, about your cast. When you, yeah. film, when you film um, these movies and this, this is an independent project, correct? Like just completely. Yes, oh right. yeah. So, uh, do you, when you get a cast together, do you like 
crowdfund? How do you get a cast together for a movie like this? I was very fortunate that a lot of the people in the movie are my friends and they're people I already knew. You know, we were, we had a lot of people write it. So there's like 10 or 12 of us sort of that worked on the writing of the movie at one point or another. And those people, most of them are in the movie. So that was pretty cool um, because it's improvisational at times. It's, it's almost all of it scripted, but there's pieces that were made up on set that, um, that are, I think are awesome and, and hilarious. Those, um, those people were a part of that whole process, you know, from writing it to being there to actually making up some more on set that the, the actors were my friends and they were the writers. And so we had this really glorious team to be assembled in that way that we're all in on it from the beginning. Okay. Okay. Now there's a term called gluing. Yeah. I'm no, don't, don't shh. can't even say that out loud, dude. That's terrible. It's terrible. Um, <gasps> <laughs> gluing within the movie it's it's this sort of silly thing but you know within the the bricks world it's like a big deal so anyway the one of the main characters uh lomax grand Aminia max grand he got accused of gluing that's why he got kicked out so that was like that's that's the cardinal sin of the world of bricks and that's why he's no longer he's a persona non grata they would say you know he's not allowed and he's he, that's a big deal to him too, because he sort of started the whole sport. He's like the whole history of it. And then he got, he's Pete Rose, man. He'll never be in the hall of fame. So that's, um, it's, it was a sad thing within the movie. Okay. So definitely if you watch the movie, you'll know about this term. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. So here's the next thing, like to give a plug, because here's the thing, I know you, you do a podcast and stuff like that. Uh, you know, that we have listeners that skip into different parts of the podcast Sure. Could you let the audience know real quick, because we'll do this again. Could you let them know where they'll be able to find this movie, how they'll be able to get a hold of it? Yeah, go to brickmadnessmovie.com, and we will have pre-sales here in a couple weeks, pretty soon, in November. And in December, it will be available on Prime. It will be available on Amazon, so you'll be able to go rent it or buy it there. And then eventually, it'll roll out to some other, you know, your iTunes, your Google Plays, your all of your other places. You'll be able to buy it um, online in Target or online at Walmart, those sorts of places. Um, but brickmadnessmovie.com, that's where you want to be. All right, and where can fans like meet up with you? How can they find you on the internet to ask you questions about this movie and things like that? Yeah, probably the best place is uh, Facebook. So if you go to Brick Madness on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Brick Madness, that's it, man. And you'll be able to talk to me. I would be happy to talk to anyone and nerd out about any of this stuff beforehand. I mean, we'll be unveiling what the, the Brickmaster edition, we got this special edition that I've been spending a lot of time making all this fancy shit for to go along with the movie <laughs> swag type stuff. Um, so that's, that's going to be coming out here in like two weeks. And uh, yeah, that's been a lot of work, but I hope the people who like the movie and are into it will be into that and that'll be something fun. Okay, so let me ask you this. What was your funnest part of making this movie? Like, what, Where did you have the most fun in this movie? I mean, I've made a lot of things over the years, you know, hundreds, thousands of uh, productions. And there was just something absolutely magical about being there with my friends, having 
you know, like difficult storytelling situations where it's, it's not just you show up and you screw around and it's over and you go home. I mean, it's like we had to solve a lot of problems. So you have this thing where we're, we're part of a team. We're all having fun together. We're making something that we think is really funny and really heartfelt and really worth watching. Right. And we've been on this road for a while. So honestly, there were a number of times while we we're shooting, especially the competition scenes where it just felt like everything was clicking and I was so satisfied. I was just so happy to get that stuff done and like immensely grateful at my friends and family, my wife, uh, now my ex-wife, um, wow. and, and my brother and my mom was doing catering. And it's like, it was just, it was just this thing that had such a life of its own because all these people like wanted to spend their time making something that we all believed in. So that it was great. I mean, that, that, that was my favorite part. Okay. So to an aspiring filmmaker, what do you tell them on day one? How did it, what, what, what would be the advice that you would give to even yourself back from day one that you know that? I mean, now is a marvelous time to be able to go out there and shoot stuff. I mean, that's, that didn't really exist in the same way then that it does now. Um, you know, the cameras are garbage compared to what they are. Your cell phone can shoot better than anything I could have dreamed of when, um, I was actually starting to make movies, but you know, I would say go shoot stuff, go experiment, make things that test your boundaries that you've never seen before that you think would be interesting, figure out what you don't like and figure out like what the audience doesn't like. Cause you're going to make some mistakes. I made a movie back in 2001 and a lot of people didn't like it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. People thought it sucked a lot of people. Um, and so you learn what people aren't going to put up with and what, what doesn't actually click. And so you, you refine your craft and you, and you move forward from that. And that's really what I would say is like, go make stuff that you believe in because then you'll realize how to refine what actually works for you and what you should be believing in basically. Okay. I like that answer. Now we come to a part of my show where you have to give something to me into the audience. Yeah. We want to know either a talent or a secret that you've never told anybody. I had this rapper on my chef from New York City. He makes pretty good numbers or whatever, but he takes an Arrhythmus cube. He can, like, solve it in 30 to 40 seconds. That type of brain power, I don't know what he uses it for. I wish I had that because maybe I could make a rocket ship out of it, out of something that could take me to outer space. So what is <laughs> something about you that nobody knows or a hidden talent? Oh man, that is not an easy question. Um, uh, what? I, you know, I think people don't believe me sometimes that I'm pretty good at multitasking and people say, Oh, you can't do that. Your brain can't do two things at the same time. And I'm like, no, I am reading this and I am listening to you. And I am thinking about something else, all three things simultaneously. I swear to God, I'm paying attention and I got it. It's fine. It's on lock but I also happen to be two in these two other things. So but I think that, that may be gum. one thing I'm decent at. But can you chew gum at the same time doing all that? I, I can definitely do that. What I can't do is do complicated drumming. I'm not so good at, my brain doesn't work that way. I think <laughs> when it's the, the cadence and the sequence, but I can definitely chew gum and walk and talk and have a conversation with someone else at the same time, yeah. Okay, so here goes my 2020 Diane Sawyer Barbara Walters question, not John Stockholm, because we're not looking for the comedy, but <laughs> who inspired you to get into making movies or what inspired you? 
Um, you know, it's, it's a funny thing because I wasn't, when I was 12 or whatever, I wasn't like, man, I'm going to make movies when I grow up. I was a mechanical engineering student for a year and a half over there at Fresno State. And I just was very uninspired. For one, I was garbage at the upper level, uh-huh. upper level calculus. I was awful at calculus. Um, and I also just didn't really want to hang out with the dudes that were in my class. Like I, I was like 30 years from now, that's going to suck. And my friends and I were going out and making sort of like early pre jackass type stuff. And that was really fun. And so it was just this, um, a variety of things brought me to this idea of like, Hey, if I'm going to do something with my life, it should be fun. And it should be something I'm really into. And that just took off from there. And in a thousand times in a row, I'm like, this is going to be easy. I'm going to be a star and blah, 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 Tom Green. And then that shit doesn't happen the way you think it's going to, but you, you persevere and you push on and you try to make stories and you try to, you know, make people laugh or smile or cry or whatever it happens to be. And so I, you know, it's hard to say one moment, but it was, it was just this whole thing. And he, Clerks, the movie, the Kevin Smith movie, Clerks coming out. Yes. And you're like, I can do that. Black and white, that's easy. And it's not easy, but it felt like it at the time. It was really a thing that that motivated me to be able to go out and make movies. Okay. Okay, that was a really good answer. Okay, here, here goes the next hard-handed question. After this movie, what is next? Well, next, I have another movie that we made the last couple of years. It's called Better. So if you go to bettermovie.com, you can find out about that. That's coming out in January. So that will be the next thing immediately after Brick Madness. And while Brick Madness is still like being distributed, that takes a while. So um, we'll be moving on, not on to that, but I will I will also be doing that. Like going back to what I was talking about, doing two, two things simultaneously. I'll be trying to promote that. And that's a totally different movie. It's about... Um, sort of weight loss, but also how to think, live, eat better. You know, it's, it's a, it's a whole different world of um, exploring shame and, and talking to Harvard doctors and getting the most single-handedly broad resource of, of diet information ever compounded into one piece and really delivering on exact ideas of what you can do in your life right now to lose weight, to have the body you want, to work with your brain, gut, and hormones to create a whole different, a whole different world for yourself. So that's like a totally different thing. And that's what's up next. Yeah, that, even, that always sounds like it's a whole other podcast. I'll have you come back on if you don't mind. We can put that in season four if you like. Yeah, sounds fun. Love to. All right, definitely. All right, so after everything's said and done, Brick Badness comes out. You see it in a theater. For the- yeah, we did. We did that part three years ago. That's the problem. That's my ass not getting everything in line and getting oh, wow. it actually out to distributors. So we didn't. We just do it in Fresno. It was nowhere else but Fresno. Um, but we did do uh, a screening at an Edwards Theater here, and then a screening at whoa, the Tower Theater, this the other big, uh, you know, local theater in Fresno. So we, we've done that, and that was one of the best part days of my life. Absolutely. Yeah. I was now, like, how does that feel? Yeah. Oh man, that was so great. And I was just like, so happy to be there. It's such a relief. Like it was done. I had people there and that was one of those things too, that like um, what I would say also to young filmmakers or anyone just starting out in anything or anyone looking to like get back the, um, the, the responsibility of their task at hand to do it. It's like, I set a date and I was like, this movie is not done. It is, I don't know when I'm going to get it done. It seems like it will take forever. I'm going to go ahead and show it in three months and I'm going to, 
I'm going to rent out the theater right now. That way I have no choice. And okay. so once I did that, once I did that, a lot of things fell in place and, and I was able to find the time to edit the rest of it, to fix it up, to make it watchable. And, you know, that changed my, the whole, um, the whole pattern of how this movie was being made was helped by the fact that I was like, well, I'll show up and not have a movie. Like that's not going to happen. So I got to get this thing done. Okay, so that was like motivation. Rent that theater, you got that going, and then you made the movie. Okay, yeah. so the movie you watch in the theaters, you're getting everything taken care of now to get distribution properly out there, uh, video demand, and all that other stuff. So after you're done with this movie, are you going to write a book about this experience? Are you going to? Do- I don't. I, I, I would, I'm better at video than I am at books, I think. So I, you know, there's a variety of things I've put together. There are some, I think, uh, funny stories from the movie that I'm having um, a guy I know, Doug Morris, he's going to, um, he is going to storyboard those out. He's going to make some, some ideas of what those scenes might've looked like with a pen and pad. Cause he is excellent at that. And so I think that's going to be my contribution to it is, um, you know, telling those stories. Okay. And you have a special edition of this movie coming out that we talked about just a little bit ago, correct? Yeah, Brickmaster. Yeah, Brickmaster edition. All right. So when will the public be able to get that? That's going to be in the pre-sales. Like, that's what I want people to buy. I mean, if people don't know anything about the movie and don't give a damn about Lego or bricks, it's, you know, it might be a hard sell. And so they might just buy the DVD or the Blu-ray. But if they're into it, if they want their own minifig, which is, you know, the little Lego men, if they want one of those that's custom, you know, unique in the world for our character and a magnet and a, uh, what do we got? We got a brick separator. We have oh, some, wow. uh, the, man, I'm spacing. Uh, there's like three other things. We have these collector's cards. So I made actual like, if they were baseball cards or football cards or something like that for the characters. So there's five of those. Yeah. They're fun. And um, there's a few other things. So that's going to be something that I think people that are into it and some of the fans for the movie already and, and like give back to some of my friends and everything that were so that worked so toilessly at it. Um, you know, tirelessly. I think they toiled tirelessly is what I meant to say. Um, I'm going to get back to them hopefully with, with this stuff that they're like, Oh, okay, cool. We put some time into this. It took them 11 years, but at least this shit's cool. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Brickmaster edition. It'll be fun. So let's plug the website one more time. If you don't care. Brick madness movie.com. And you can find it. If you're on Instagram, it's at brick madness movie. And, um, if you're on Facebook, it's forward slash brick madness. So, I mean, if you search it, you'll find it. It's easy. It's there. And I'm, if you want to look up my name, Justin McAleese, I think I'm the only one in the entire world Yeah, or at least in, at least in America. Yeah. No one's named that. So, um, so you can find me. Yeah. And hit me up and, uh, and if you watch my movie, tell tell me it sucks or tell me it's good. I'd like to hear about it. That's fine. All right. So that's another question. How do you deal with the criticism? Because I know you've had this had to test this movie out with people already, right? Yeah. How do you deal with criticism? How do you take that? How do you use it? How does it form you? You know, it's. I think I don't know that I'm particularly good at it. I definitely sit in when I was doing the showings, you know, I'm in the back of the room. I like sort of with the door closed, like half looking in, just like scared to even be there because I don't know how people are going to take it and all that. I mean, so so I'm not particularly good at watching my own stuff in front of people. I, I warmed up enough, but that is, you know, absolutely frightening 
to have other people watch something that you've worked so hard on. But in terms of, you know, but that's, those are like my friends and my family and people, it was 200 people there, almost 400 at the other one, but there are people I know enough. So they're not going to come shit on it. But, um, other people that are just like trying to help and they're like, Hey, we don't like this scene or this doesn't work or whatever. It's a difficult process because people don't necessarily, you know, either it's one person's opinion and that person's opinion doesn't support other people. You know, it's just anecdotal. It's one small idea or people are good at watching something or experiencing something and then feeling like you don't need one of the parts but they can't unknow that part. They can't go back in time and say, well, I didn't watch that. So I don't know what it didn't do because they did watch it and they did know what purpose it served for the story. And they can't dissect those two things, if that makes sense. So it's very hard for me, for anyone to, to like give an opinion without being able to look at it 100% fresh. Okay. I like that answer. That's probably the best one I've had on this show. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. So this movie, when it comes out, uh, what, what is it coming out of pre-sale? Um, uh, this month, I would say in November. I don't have an exact date yet. All right, so probably right around Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Yeah. Or, or really Black Friday. Yeah, um, right? That's what we're fighting for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Justin, I want to thank you for coming on West Virginia Commonplace. And, uh, Absolutely. And here's one thing. Give a shout out to any and everyone you need to. Because that's one thing we do on this show. We like to give a shout out to everybody, the most important person to the smallest person. Sure. Yeah, I mean, a million people worked on this movie that I love, and I'm just endlessly grateful to them. I mean, uh, Nicole, my ex-wife, um, she was the producer. She helped on it. Carl Merriam uh, built a lot of the Lego in this, and he is actually in Lego he works at the Lego group in Denmark. Like that's Whoa. how good this dude was. Yeah. Nuts. Right. And that was after the movie that he, he went over there and like got a job. So if you go to the store right now, you'll see stuff that the dude made who was in my movie and, and worked on the stuff in my movie, which is pretty Whoa. sweet. Um, yeah. My brother definitely helped out a ton. He was the cinematographer on the movie. Couldn't have done it without him. And he's my brother within the movie too. So we play brothers and that, that was really fun. Um, you know, my mom, like I said, she did catering. My dad was helping out. I mean, everyone, Robin, Reggie, uh, Robin, Stefan, Reggie, Castaneda, um, it just a ton of people tilt uh, Tyree. So he's no longer with us. He passed away at the beginning of this year. Hard and that was like, yeah, crushing blow. He plays Wyatt and he's one of the most special dudes you'd ever want to meet. So that was one of those things that, um, like kind of shook us all and, and, and it's weird watching the movie and knowing that the guy's not around anymore. Um, you know, and you, and you got your Anthony Taylor and your Matt Phillips and all these other people. There's so many people that helped out on the movie. Um, Jenica Schwartzman and Little Sister Entertainment. So they're putting this movie out. They are the actual distribution company. So oh, yeah, endlessly grateful to them. Out. Yeah, Little Sister has done a great job. Um, yeah, Tamron at um, I have a PR firm, so at um, Spectacle Creative. Um, yeah, there's just it's endless. But I, you know, I absolutely love Jason Wada. Killed it too with the graphics, um, and he has not been paid yet. I need to make money. We need to pay the dude who made the graphics. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> saying right now. Anyway, um, yeah, just nothing but love for all the people that have helped over the years. It's awesome. All right, so once again, thank you for coming on. And I would like to have you come back for your next movie if you have time. Oh, man, I'm so down. Yes, absolutely. Okay, once again, thank you for being on West Virginia Commonplace.